All right, good morning. Hengum, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Doing great. Glad to be chatting with you. Me too. And, you know, I'm very, very excited about this um, this interview, guys. Who I have here, Hengum Stanfield, she's from San Antonio, Texas, and she is an all-out entrepreneur. She has a couple of restaurants. She has a podcast. She also dabbles with marketing. So I'm really, really excited to interview you and find out what you're all about. Wonderful. I'm excited to be chatting with you and serve um, our listeners today. So, Awesome. And so why don't you elaborate a little bit? Who are you? And, and tell me a little about what you do. Uh, absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, we own a couple of restaurants here in the San Antonio area. Uh, we're in the pizza business. And uh, as well, I'm a mom who got young children. As well, since part of my role in our restaurant has been growing our sales, I am also focused now after, you know, five or six years of being in business focused as well. You know, we've grown our sales a bunch, like we've over tripled our sales in the last five years. So I'm also focused on, again, helping other fellow restaurant owners grow their sales because we believe that now sales can't cure all problems. Mm-hmm. in the restaurant business, but it can cure a lot of the problems. Things are le- less stressful when sales is good. So that is our philosophy. So that's what we try to help folks with as well. Mm-hmm. Great. And how many pizza locations do you have? I have two locations. Uh, and we're kind of in the Northeast San Antonio here in Texas, and we love it. There's a great air- area to live. I know you're in Southern California, I think, is it? Southern California, you know, I don't know if you can see the background a little bit, but it's it's an off day today. It's a little overcast and a little rain, yeah. I guess. But, you know, we get a couple of those days here and there. I know, right? <laughs> um, so how did you get into the restaurant field? So my husband and I, our background is in engineering. He's a civil engineer. I'm an electrical engineer. And then uh, so we met in college and we got married and all that. And uh, so once we, you know, we had our first son, we realized that we did not want to have it wasn't for us to be gone all day at work, you know, college times we used to study together a lot and hang out a bunch. And we realized, wait a minute, is this, is this the life we were going to have, you know, be gone all day long um, and not seeing each other much. So we really loved hosting parties in our house. We Mm -hmm. uh, loved having people over feeding them a bunch. So we thought, Oh, maybe, maybe a restaurant uh, would be good in terms of going in business by ourselves and we literally had zero restaurant experience we had never worked a day both of us at a, in a restaurant so we uh we lived in new mexico at that time so we quit our jobs we just sold our house and we bought a pizzeria with a failing pizzeria here in northeast san antonio and then one day to the next we were we had staff we we were in charge of a restaurant without absolutely having an understanding of how this whole thing was going to go down so Wow. I, I don't recommend uh, doing it that way, but that, that's <laughs> our story. So, yeah. Well, I love, and you know, in life, you got to take a little risk if you want to accomplish something. And it sounds like you and your husband were both all in. And I love that. Usually those, those just reminds me of a power couple. It reminds me of me and my wife. And Wonderful. You know, that's, that's awesome. I love that you guys jump both in. And you guys are doing it, which is awesome. And you're learning new innovative ways to, you know, especially with the times having a technology based era, which I love it. Thank so you. You guys have two locations right now. Um, are both of these, I'm assuming mom and pops, right? They're not franchises. They're not corporate no. chains, anything like that. Do you plan 
on making it into a franchise in the future? Do you plan on opening up more locations? I think that's actually a very a good question in that I think it is critical to have a vision of what you want to accomplish. You can have one location that makes $1 million or $10 million, or you can have 10 locations that each make $1 million. So in other words, if you, you know, it's not all about just having multiple locations, um, but also I think one of the things that it's critical to assess is always knowing which season of you're in. So we have three children, our youngest is two. And so at this time, we don't want to necessarily expand on having 10 locations and stuff like that because of the season of life we're in as a family. And I think in different seasons of life, you know, I don't know if you have kids or not, but you may like, we're going to hit the ground running. We want to go big because you can work long hours and stuff like that. When we started our restaurant, we obviously didn't know anything about what we're getting ourselves into. And then so for the first two to three years, we worked a hundred hours a week as a family. And then we realized that, you know, we need to have clarity as to what our vision is. And for us, our vision was to run a restaurant that doesn't run us. We, we wanted to own a restaurant that doesn't own us because that's kind of what it seemed like. We are owned by the restaurant related to our business, which is common, sadly, uh, in our industry because there's just so many moving pieces and a lot of you know, issues that, that make that. So we had that vision and we we're like, okay, let's identify the gap as to where we want to be and where we are now and what is it going to take us to get there. It took us about a year and creating a lot of different systems and scaling different aspects. So I found myself when we were onboarding a team member, it's to me three hours to go over our employee handbook. This is our vision of our company or our mission or different trainings. I found myself, I'm repeating myself over and over again. And people may be quitting in two weeks and my time is gone. And again, we have little kids. So for me, it's like, ah. <laughs> so I recorded a lot of different videos. Um, again, though we're a mom and pop, per se, we realized, wait a minute, what is Chick-fil-A doing? What is like different bigger uh, franchise companies doing around us? And they do, or McDonald's, as you were saying, you know, they do have a lot of video trainings. They have, they've been able to scale different aspects of the business. So we did our best and continue to improve upon those aspects of the restaurant. And I, I work about 10 hours a week and I do not work operations, nor my husband. We only meet with our managers so we have a lot of free time to be with our kids. We, we homeschool our kids. I mean, that was our vision. We travel a bunch. Any business conference we go and we haul the kids with. So that was our vision. Good. And each person has their own vision. And depending yep. on the season they're in life, so it's critical for each person to have that awareness to know what they want and how they're going to get there. You know, you said a lot of great things, and I, I kind of want to go back a little bit. And for, you know, my viewers here that are listening, if you are thinking about taking, you know, a life and a career path of entrepreneurship or owning a restaurant or something like that, take these words from Hengum because she's literally said it beautifully. Instead of working in your restaurant, work on your restaurant and create those SOPs, those standard operating procedures where you don't have to be repetitive where you can just have the videos and say, look, here's the trainings right here, which not only are you increasing or decreasing your time spent on that, you're now able to duplicate and replicate your business for either expansion or for having more time and freedom to spend it on your business or spend it with your kids. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. I love that you have that entrepreneur mindset as a business owner for restaurant field, which is so competitive and so hard to be. 
every yeah. restaurant, the old mindset that I talk to on a daily basis, they're in their business 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They've been there for 10 years, but they're not growing because they don't know how. And you are a new breed. And that's what I love about it. I mean, you're giving me goosebumps. You can't see it over here, but you're Aww. giving me goosebumps. I love it. Thank you. Thank I wish you. there I were more restaurant owners specifically like you with your type of mindset. Um, so fantastic. Um, you know, it's, I, I have more questions, but I feel like, like that's like a perfect ender, but I, I got to keep asking. I got to find out more. Um, so that being said, what advice would you give to these entrepreneurs and what advice would you give to people who are looking to go into the same type of path that, you, that you've gone, that you're currently doing? Um, so what I would say is that be mindful that you don't know what you don't know. In other words, as much as I continue to, my husband and I, we both invest a lot of money in our own education, whether it's learning about finances, leadership, management, marketing, all kinds of stuff. We've done that for years or listening to podcasts like such as yours and learning from other fellow restaurant owners or business owners overall. There, there are always going to be aspects of your business that you will not know until you get to that point that you need to know. Mm. And in it, it is okay. So when you go open a restaurant, for example, for the first time, or even opening your second location from number one, we went to number two, which has its challenges, is that you won't know what you don't know until you get there. And stop kind of, I feel like a lot of times people before going into it, you're so stressed. You're like, what if this, what if this, what if this, um, going into a business and no, you will fail. You will have, you make purchases that you later find out it was unnecessary. <laughs> you will hire people that will turn out to be something else. It is part of the thing because you don't know what you don't know until you get there. And um, I, I think if you have that mindset, you will be a little bit less stressed. This restaurant mm -hmm. is incredibly stressful. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're not making money, it is very stressful and not good for your health. So <laughs> just know that, know that there are going to be always a lot of things that you won't know. Just go into it, take it one step at a time and, yep. uh, and learn. And you will all have problems in all levels of the business. You know, even like yesterday, one of our top managers um, in our second location, she just quit yesterday, for example. Because she, you know, she's a single mom and she has to think about going somewhere with benefits and things like that. And we are not able to provide that. And I, we're totally happy for her. So we were able to this time around not think emotionally. My husband and I were like, okay, let's come up with a game plan. Okay, what's going to be the contingency for this? You know, viewing things more objectively uh, than emotionally. Business is, is all about a fine balance of, you know what I mean? There are just so many things. But again, I didn't want to go to, onto a tangent. But just to say that you won't know everything and you will never always know everything. Mm -hmm. So just go into it, be mindful of that. Think about what's going to be the worst and have a plan for the worst case scenario, especially if you do need to have some backup saved up money mm -hmm. um, in the restaurant. It's capital heavy, depending on the line of business. So for a restaurant, when you go into it, it's expensive. The sign alone is like $5,000. Like mm -hmm. everything is very expensive. That, you know, so that's part of that as well. Well, I mean, and, and it's fantastic. I mean, with people that are looking to open up their first restaurant, you have to be organized. You obviously have to save a, a couple of pennies to even get started. Um, I, I think the rule of thumb is, is usually get a loan or something that's two to three years worth because you're going to be in the black. Or I, I believe that black, red, you're, you're not going to be making money for the first couple of years. Yeah, red is, red is like the bad zone. You don't want to be in the yeah. red kind of thing. Yeah. But I know in the first couple of years, based off of the loan that you get, you're going to be in the red. But I love the, um, the advice. And 
when you said what is Chick-fil-A doing previously, I love that because you're not recreating the wheel. You're emulating a process that has already been done for you. The foundation is and you're following a process that's working and you're copying that and mimicking it for yourself. So that's fantastic. Um, and my last question here is if you can go back 10 years in, in your industry, what would you change? Are you saying about the industry or how we would go about going into our business? Yes. Uh, so the restaurant industry, what would you change about it 10 years ago, just overall? And then what would you change personally 10 years ago, starting from scratch, but still heading down that same path? Um, absolutely. So what happens is, you know, with, um, you know, we've not been in the business that long, you know, we've been mm -hmm. six years, so I won't be able to go 10 years ago because <laughs> I, I, if you ask my 10 years ago person uh, that if we're going to own a restaurant, I'd be like, what? You know, <laughs> I wouldn't even uh, be in there. But for us, when we bought our first restaurant, we did not know how to read the profit loss statement of mm -hmm. the business we were purchasing uh, as much as, you know, you think you're so smart, you, you, you know, I would say that if I could go back, I would do a far better job at doing my due diligence. Mm -hmm. I think due sometimes diligence. we fall in love with this idea of this is a perfect location. This is the perfect. Mm -hmm. And in your vision, you're like, oh, how it's going to look like. You look at all these restaurants in the neighborhood, you're like, oh, they're doing it so bad or whatever their service. If we were to go in and we would all of that you have in mind, I would say that it is critical to do your due diligence, mm -hmm. do your numbers. Um, there are a lot of industry standards out there that if your rent is this, for example, you know, because profit is profit margin is really, I mean, it all depends the percentage of your profit. So you really need to do your due diligence based on your rent. What should your sales be and mm -hmm. all of that. So if I could go back in time, I would uh, for sure spend more time understanding those numbers mm -hmm. um, going into it. A lot of people are just so in love with the food itself. You know, a lot of folks mm -hmm. are maybe chefs or they have these great recipes. Uh, they think that's what it takes to make a restaurant successful. And I'm going to say food is about 10%. Mm -hmm. Food is about 10%. You, your food can be phenomenal. McDonald's is successful not because of the food. So there are just mm -hmm. so many different yeah. factors involved here. Um, so again, that's, that's what I would do. I would do a far better job of doing our due diligence. Yeah. And great. And that's that a lot of people, especially because I've been in the restaurant field for about four years now, mm -hmm. is that people fall in love with the foundation, like you said, um, the menu that they think that they're going to create, which you said is only about 10%, even if mm -hmm. it's amazing, you have the best chef from France coming in to make burgers. <laughs> it's, it's everything in between. So great. Um, Definitely. now I know you have a podcast and a website and social media platforms. You know, if, if people want to find out more about you and your locations, where can they find you? Sure. So we, um, uh, the name of our podcast is called Making Dough Show. So we have a website where with a lot of free resources as well. Again, we're about making dough. Obviously, we make a lot of dough owning a pizzeria and obviously making dough, you know, whatever. But uh, so we're a lot. And as well, again, I, I personally think that um, in this business, if you are having good sales, when equipment fails and it's like, oh, we got to pay 5000 to fix this or whatever. If you have good sales, if you have some savings, Get some cushion in there and consider those things. It's not as stressful. So we're very obsessed with that. So making, making Dough Show, you can uh, find us again on our website. We have a lot of free resources uh, as well as on YouTube, on all podcast platforms. And if anybody wants to just send me an email, ask questions, we do some Q&As as well on the show. I'd be happy to help out in any way I can. 
Um, it's makingdosho at gmail.com. So we'd be happy to connect with anybody interested in entering this fun business. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you guys look, look for Hengum and her obviously amazing successful businesses and her mindset to hear more and find out what she's doing. And the best advice that I can give and it's straight from her is don't recreate the wheel here. Follow somebody, look at somebody who is already making it happen and follow in those footsteps. You know, Hengum, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to, you know, seeing your success and following you. Likewise. Um, you know, and I, I, I couldn't ask. And she, I met her on LinkedIn, guys. I'm going to keep following you. And I'm definitely going to be joining you on the, uh, the Facebook. And, and you'll have another follower on your podcast. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. All right, Hengum, take care. And I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you.